Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Let's talk about maximizing your holiday experience. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP, as we like to call it. Uh, Brian's taking the week off, so you got me going solo here today. And what I want to talk about is maximizing your holiday experience. We're in the middle of it. We're going to drop this episode second or third week of December. And we want to talk about how you can get the most out of your holiday experience by minimizing stress and maximizing enjoyment. Now we talked about this a little bit a couple of years ago in episode number 248 where we talked about maximizing your holiday experience. So I want to play a few pieces of that because it's pretty good stuff. Let's listen in. And we're like a freight train heading toward those holidays, the new year. And we've been talking about holiday financial wellness issues for the past several weeks. And we may talk about it for another couple more. So stick around. We got some interesting stuff that, I think you want to hear. So last week we talked about a TFWP holiday and we talked about having a deliberate plan for gift giving. And we talked about having a deliberate plan for the events in the month of December. And as the regular listeners know, we're all about putting together a plan, not necessarily a very detailed plan, but having a general plan for what we do in our life and our calendars, in the things that we do, and of course, in our finances. But today, what I want to talk about is maximizing your holiday. How are you going to get the most enjoyment, the most fun, the most meaning out of your holiday? And it occurred to me there's two ways that you might want to do this. One, you want to minimize stress. And two, you want to maximize enjoyment. Why do you want to do that? Well, I can think of a bunch of reasons. Number one, why not? If you're 30 and your life expectancy is, say, 80, you only got 50 Christmases left in your pocket, statistically speaking. Why waste any of them? The Christmas holiday is so cool. There's so much to it. Why waste any? Why give any away? You're not getting more. You don't even know how many you got. You could have less than that. Of course, you could have more than that, too. The thing is, you won't know how many you got till the end till they're all used up. So number one, why not? Two, we want to keep you healthy. We don't want you to get ill during the holiday, getting all run out. We want you to have a good time. Sick days can cost you a lot of the progress in terms of what you want to accomplish, both on the job and personally next year. You know, even if you're an employee, 
you still want to avoid sick days where you can. Um, you know, I found out recently in the state of California, you're guaranteed three sick days. And if you work in the city of L.A., I didn't even know this till recently, um, six sick days. So you got those sick days coming. But, you know, if you're an employee and you're counting out using all your sick days, hmm, maybe you're not that good of an employee. Think about that. And, of course, if you're self-employed, sick days cost you money. you got to make it up. You've got days with zero revenue coming in. You're laying in bed. You're not feeling well. So we want to keep you healthy mentally and physically uh, through the holidays. Three, um, you know, you need to sharpen your saw. And we've talked about this before, but in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of his seven habits is, hey, you got to sharpen the saw. And what does that mean? Well, that means that you need to take time to stop and and rest and sharpen the saw blade because sharper saws cut quicker and more efficiently. Saws that don't have a chance to pause and refresh and resharpen just get worn out and have to work that much harder. So the holidays are a good time to sharpen your saw, to pause and reflect and think about what you're doing, to rest hopefully a little bit, staying healthy and getting ready for the the new year. Number four, because the holiday comes at the end of the year, it's an optimal time to reflect and and tally up uh, what's happened this past year and then plan for, for next year. You know, uh, we talked about Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago and Last week, we talked about how to generate a plan to reduce holiday stress. And this week, we're talking about how to minimize stress, but also maximize enjoyment for your holiday. And in a few weeks, we're going to start talking about the year-end wrap-up and setting goals for next year. So this all dovetails together. I mean, I suppose it's kind of unfortunate that... It all happens right at the end of the year, the big holiday stuff uh, going on at the same time as all the year-end wrap-up. But that's the way that it is, and um, that's the way that it's going to be. So we do this all together, and I think if we're in this mode of Thanksgiving and enjoying and relaxing and contemplating and getting ready for the next year, it's a great time of year. So we talked about minimizing stress and maximizing enjoyment. And the first thing that I want to focus on is minimizing stress, of course. Now, we discussed this um, last year. We talked about seven ways to minimize stress during one of our uh, holiday shows. And um, in preparation for today, I kind of listened to it and I thought to myself, wow, that's really pretty good. So what I'm going to do is play you a clip from that. Those of you that are new to the podcast, this will be the first time you that'll hear it. For those of you that were listening last year, this will be kind of a, a refresher and a touch back into the past. Um, so let's talk a little bit about seven ways to minimize stress during the holiday season. Let's cue that up. Here we go. This is Dave Hagen, Brian Reed, coming to you from Uncle Studios, beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Welcome, Brian. Good to be here as always, Dave. Always good to have you. Hey, last week we talked about putting together a plan for holiday shopping. This week I want to talk about the rest of the holidays, all the other elements. Maybe give you some ideas on how to minimize or manage stress, how to reduce anxiety, how to enjoy the holiday rather than letting the holiday enjoy you. We got a couple weeks to go before Christmas and things are starting to get crazy. 
Let's stop and think about how to put together a plan to really enjoy the holiday season. Now, I know a lot of you are wondering how this relates to financial wellness. Well, stick with me, and I'll explain that at the end of the podcast. In doing some research for the show today, I came across an interesting article in Psychology Today, and it talked about the fact that depression and stress are on the increase during the holidays. Apparently, this is quite a big deal. I even found a website uh, or a page on WebMD that devoted a whole page, a whole series of articles on holiday stress. So obviously, this is something that people are thinking about. I want our listeners not to have to deal with that perhaps as much. So here are some of my ideas on how to manage and minimize holiday stress. I'm sure Brian's going to have a few uh, ideas or comments like he always does. And hopefully we can come out of this whole package with two or three or four things that you can go, hey, that's how I want to approach my holiday, have a better holiday and be less stressed. So number one, have a plan. Now, this seems to be so obvious because, you know, here at the Financial Wellness Podcast, we're always talking about having a plan for whatever we do, whether it be for monthly income and expenses or long-time financial success or holiday shopping, anything like that. It's always a good idea to have a plan. That's probably what we're most about on the Financial Wellness Podcast. So what I want you to do is sit down at the beginning of the month, December. Mm, There's a good portion of December still left, so sit down and take a look at your calendar or at the beginning of each week, if that's the way that you run your calendar, and write out exactly what your plan for that time period might be. Now, this might include time for shopping, Christmas concerts, holiday parties, I mean, whatever you want. But so many times we get caught up in just chasing gifts, merchandise, for family and friends. This blots out everything that we're trying to do in terms of enjoying a Christmas season. So think about going to a concert or just driving around to look at some Christmas lights. Maybe join a group that'll go around to shut-ins and sing some Christmas songs to people. You know, I, I remember as a kid, we would go Christmas caroling with a group of kids in a youth group that I was in, and we would do this every holiday season, and someone would rent a steak bed truck, and we'd go around singing Christmas carols around the town, and we did it primarily because we wanted to have fun driving around in the cold weather in the back of a steak bed truck. Imagine that in Southern California. And usually there'd be about, I don't know, 30 of us, and we'd, we'd stop off at a nursing home and sing to people who were staying there. And the thought of 30 kids in the back of a bus is a little scary now, especially in L.A. It, it's dangerous, a little bit crazy, and probably against a lot of different laws. But at the time, it didn't seem so bad. And now, years later, what I remember is the look on the people's faces when we would come in and just sing a few Christmas songs. Their faces would light up. They would so much appreciate us taking our time, especially as young, energetic, vibrant kids, and they would really enjoy that. And I remember that. I remember the look on their face. Now, it's not nearly as much fun as being jostled around the back of a truck in the cold, but, you know, it's, it's something to think about. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, Dave, I, it's crazy that you bring this up because uh, this literally just happened to me yesterday. A friend of mine uh, just started taking the piano lessons, and the instructor has all of her students go to uh, a retirement community of uh, priests and nuns, and the people play their songs, and everyone sings, and, you know, there were probably 25, 30, you know, retirees 
that were just happy to hear the songs and the music play. And I wasn't one of the students, but I was there and all of a sudden I'm singing and everyone is singing and it really was a lot of fun just out of nowhere. Now, let me ask you this, because people have asked me this in the past. Who do you think got more out of that experience? The people who were there being sung to or you? It's all me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest thing? You go and you, you donate some time, you do something nice, and I, and I think you take away more than you give. I 100% agree with you. They, you know, they were just so happy to have us there and to be entertained. And you know, I'm not the person that they want to hang out or talk with. Or they want to talk to the kids. You know, the little 10-year-olds or the 5-year-olds that are just barely playing anything. Um, but to see their faces light up and just to sing the songs and have some fun uh, without any of the commercialism or anything like that, it was great. Yeah, now, and, and how hard is it? You know, two, three hours of your time in a well-planned month, that's not that much. And to, to give that and then, and then really to get back so much more, really a great thing, I think. Total win-win. I mean, you could have spent that time at the mall, elbow to elbow, fighting over uh, some shirt on a table hey, with a bunch of people. I or, just threw up a little bit in my hey, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Or you, or you know, opening up your wallet and go, where did it all go? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But the point is, listeners, take a take a few minutes to think about what you really want to experience during the holiday season. What might you remember 10 years from now about this particular season? Make it part of your plan rather than just getting stuck in this merchandise acquisition orgy that we <laughs> seem to always get so darn caught up on. Um, take some time. Think about it. Work it into your schedule. Number two, don't take on too much. And I see people doing this a whole bunch. Fatigue, usually brought on by overscheduling and taking on too many tasks, can increase stress if there's too much going on. During any one week, prioritize it. Move it. Cancel it if you have to. Schedule some time for yourself to relax. There's no reason to run yourself into the ground under the heading of holiday cheer. Learn to say no, but in a very nice way. Try to manage your time as wisely as you can. I heard someone recommend that you delegate as much as possible, and I thought, hmm. So you should pass your stress in the form of less important things to do onto others? That doesn't sound like happy holidays to me. The issue is planning what's important to you. And choosing to do what you want, doing what's important to you, and to make some thoughtful choices to put together a plan. Number three, be realistic about your expectations. Love this one. I, I have trouble with this one all the time. It seems like everyone expects the perfect Christmas. A light snow. A warm house with a fire in the fireplace. Wait, Dave, Dave, can I sing while you're doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Hum, hum in the background. A beautiful Christmas tree. Eggnog. Christmas. Bing Crosby singing like White Christmas, I not Brian Reed. <laughs> <laughs> the family actually getting along perfectly. Like, when does that happen? And getting all the gifts that you really want. But hey, guess what? I can't think of any year that this all came together for me like that. We've had some really good Christmases in my family, but they're rarely perfect. Usually there's some type of expected event or, or upset. It, it rains instead of snow. Someone gets sick and 
throws up all over everything. Someone's late due to traffic. Remember, I'm in Southern California. Being late in traffic happens all the time. Or maybe this is the first holiday season that eh, close relatives no longer with us. Now, don't worry about how things should be. Rather, embrace the unexpected or unusual. Try, if you can, to let it go. Hard to do, but if you can. And if you start with the premise that it won't be perfect, everything's uphill from there. Any wild stories on Christmas, Brian? Stuff that didn't go right? The the one that I remember the most, um, at least that involved me, being the cause of um, the upset. Oh, you? Really? It, it no, was you? me. Yes, it was actually <laughs> me this time. Uh, no, I went to go visit some friends when I was home. Um, ended up with some food poisoning. So my parents have a rather large house, uh, but it's also, it echoes. And even though I my room has its own uh, bathroom, uh, the next day people were all kind of looking at me and my dad came up to me and went, I did not know the human body could make those sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember one Christmas, we had my whole side of the family up there and, and um, you know, someone came up and I guess they'd been sick. And um, Christmas morning, we wake up and someone yells, uh, someone's got diarrhea. And before you know it, everyone, I mean, was literally running out of the house and going home because no one wanted to be in close proximity while they were trying to deal with all their, all their uh, gastrointestinal uh, oh, issues. That, was, that, that Christmas was so miserable. I was on the couch in the uh, living room. Everybody else was, every, was walking around. I was just like, look, I'm, I'll stay here if you guys want to come say hello, fine, but please don't. Just go away. I'm no. miserable. No, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one of my favorite movies is Christmas Vacation with nice. Chevy Chase. It's it's stereotypical. It's a funny story. It's about a family living in Chicago and all the things that, that lead up to and happen on Christmas and um, issues like relatives coming over for the holidays and Christmas shopping and even the family dog tearing up the kitchen. They're all played out in this hilarious movie. And the main character, obviously played by Chevy Chase, and he plays the part of a typical dad, and he's trying to relive his boyhood Christmases with his family, and he wants his family to have the best Christmas experience ever, and everything goes wrong, and at the end, they still find a way to uh, make it a get great Christmas, but... That's after the SWAT squad has showed up and jumped through their windows <laughs> and pointed guns at them. And Christy Brinkley was there. Yeah. After all of these different things, but it's a great movie, and it's a good use for a couple hours during the holiday season. Um, check it out. It's Christmas Vacation with uh, Chevy Chase. Number four, don't overspend. Now, we talked about this a great deal last week, you know, putting together a plan, sticking to it, uh, remembering that it's not to so much the cost of the gift, but the thought behind the gift and not getting stuck at the last minute for the greatest uh, piece of junk that you can get for somebody just so you got them a gift. Um, having a plan, being a little more thoughtful. Nah, we, I think we, we went over that enough last week. Number five, take care of yourself. This has uh, got some interesting stuff. This includes uh, watching what you eat and remembering to exercise. You know, during this time of year, we have a lot of special foods, which are usually higher in fat or salt or sugar, all the stuff that's not good for us, but is really tasty. And this is to say nothing about the additional increase in alcohol that seems to go along with holiday parties. 
enjoy yourself, indulge, but remember to do so with some moderation. And if you eat a lot of great food at a great party, make a point at least the next day to have a good salad or some steamed vegetables to offset the wonderful fatty things that you ate the night before. And when the days get shorter, we seem to run out of time and darkness comes earlier and no one likes to work out in the dark. So make a part of your plan each day to do a little bit of exercise. It'll, it'll pay dividends and help you deal with your stress level. You know, one of the best ways that I've found to deal with stress is going out and taking a, a run because your legs are working methodically, almost like a, a meditation, and um, it really helps with the stress level. So you won't feel as quite run down, and, and of course, um, it means that your, your defenses will be up instead of getting run down, and, and you won't have a greater susceptibility for illness. You know, it's probably why winter is considered the cold and flu season. Our systems are under assault from eating and drinking more, sleeping less, getting all caught up in the stress of the season, and our bodies are weakened, and these viruses get into our bodies and create all sorts of health issues. So uh, try and maintain yourself in terms of, you know, food and exercise and, um, you know, even, um, even sleep, you know, making sure that you get enough sleep. All these things will wear down your body and make you more susceptible to stress and, and illness. You know, we might also include in this category getting enough sunlight. Now, I know that sounds crazy to talk about, considering we live in Southern California. <laughs> I don't get that, but I've heard a lot of people say it. You know, on New Year's Day, the media beams up pictures of people walking on the beach in their shorts on New Year's Day, you know, at halftime on the bowl games. And I hate it when they do that because it encourages people to want to come move here and live here. And it's already pretty crowded and there aren't a lot more spaces left on the 405 freeway. But everyone wants to come out and experience that. In fact, that's one of the reasons the Rose Bowl became the Rose Bowl. Because the Big Ten teams wanted to come out and get out of the out of the snow and the cold weather and and walk around at the beach and then uh, you know play a football game, so I'm told that a full spectrum lamp for about 20 minutes a day can help with this and help prevent uh, depression. Uh, they even have a name for it. It's called seasonal affectiveness disorder or SAD or SED or something like that. But they've got a name for it. And, and if they have a name for it, it must, it must be a thing. You know, we, we don't have to worry about that in California, but um, something for people to think about as they're trying to take care of yourself. Again, I just want to make the point that you need to take some time to take care of yourself in this busy, busy season and that you make that part of your, your plan. Number six, toxic relatives. Oh my goodness gracious. It seems like in almost every family, there are one or two toxic relatives, or maybe there's just someone that you don't get along with and getting together with the holidays can put you in the same room with those people, mm, the same people that you're trying to avoid the rest of the year. So how do you deal with that? Well, here are my ideas. While it seems to me that it's important to be cordial and polite, there's nothing that says that you have to sit there and take a bunch of stuff from them. Greet them, shake their hand, give them a hug, say hello, ask them how their year's been, and then move on to the rest of the gathering. You don't have to sit there and take it. You've got the opportunity to spend some time with people who are less toxic and with who you want to make a connection with. Ahead of time, take time to think about who you want to talk with and what you'd like to talk with them about and how their year was. Just try to limit your exposure to the toxic relative in a way that's just not apparent to anyone else. That's what I would do. Chances are you're not going to be able to change that toxic relative. I mean, they are what they are and they behave why they behave. All you can do is be cordial, 
limit your exposure and to the extent possible, spend time with those that you really cherish. Number seven, you don't always need to rigidly follow family traditions. You don't need to do the same thing over and over again just because it's always been done that way. This reminds me of a story of a a little girl who was putting together a roast with her mom and they took the roast and cut off the little short end and put it to the side of the pan and put the big roast, the big piece in the pan, put it in the oven. And the mom says, Mom, why do you cut off the small end and put it on the side? And she goes, I I don't know. I don't know. Let's call my mother and find out. So they call mom and um, or the mother's mother, and um, they ask, well, why you know why do we cut the end off the the roast and and put it on the side? Is there some reason for that? Is it more savory or what's that about? And the mother's mother says, I mean, you know, I don't know. My I, my mother just always did it that way. So they <laughs> they they call them the mother's mother's mother, um, who's in a home, and they and they said, you know, we we know that as a family, we we always cut off the the small end of the roast and put it on the side, and. And, um, you know, what's, what's the reason for that? My daughter was asking and, and there's gotta be some good reason. And, and, you know, can you enlighten us? you you were such a good cook. And the mother's mother, mother says, well, it's because my oven was too small and I couldn't usually get the whole <laughs> roast in there. And, you know, I mean, the point of the story is, and I get a kick out of it, but the point of the story is we don't have to keep doing what we've always been doing because someone else did it. You know, there's, there's, a, there's always an opportunity to do something a little bit different. And I guess the point is, think about what you're doing. If the old holiday traditions no longer work, if they're not making you happy and, and are causing stress, why not try something different or at least a modification? Let someone else host the holiday get-together. Change the get-together from Christmas Eve to Christmas morning or vice versa. Change the way that people do it. I know one year we had an ugly, ugly Christmas uh, oh, sweater, sweater thing, you know, and I got a T-shirt that had Chevy Chase on it, of course, with a fireplace. And I found a way to, to glue my iPhone onto the shirt sideways with the fireplace app that you can buy. So, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure that I was out doing every, anyone else. Um, I saw a sweater um, just a couple days ago in a store. It was a red sweater. It was an ugly sweater. And it was a big gingerbread man on the front. And of course, the caption was, bite me. And I thought, well, that, that's holiday <laughs> cheer. But, you know, something a little different. We've had different kinds of gift exchanges over the year. Pick a name out of a hat, uh, swap gifts, whatever, whatever. Just because the getting a gift for everyone in a group of about 20, 22 people was just getting a little burdensome. And uh, so, we, you know, we changed it up a little bit. We got everyone to buy in. We didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But we didn't want to keep doing the, the same old thing. Now, I know this is a bit extreme, but, you know, leave town. <laughs> Just leave town, plan a trip, tell someone you always wanted to spend Christmas um, in the Rocky Mountains, or you always wanted to experience Christmas in in Venice, Italy. Uh, They'll understand. You can always get back later, but you can always change it up, I guess, is my point. If the usual holiday thing is causing stress, try something else. Do something else. Just don't put yourself through the same thing year after year after year. If it's not pleasant, you know, or at least manageable. Now, Brian, you and I were talking a few minutes ago about the the craziest, wildest, sickest thing we could think of in Christmas. <laughs> any any thoughts on uh, the best Christmas? 
the best Christmas. No, you know, any one, any Christmas that I'm attending. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, for me, I think some years we um, went up to the snow and, mm-hmm. and visited family up in the snow. And, you know, being someone from Southern California, uh, we hardly ever saw snow. So, uh, you know, my uncle had a place um, uh, up near uh, Lake Tahoe, California, and going up there and experiencing the snow, maybe skiing a little bit, walking around in the snow. It was like um, magic. It was, yeah. you know, like a miracle. And, and I know, I know everybody west of the 405 is going, Hagen, snow is not fun. Brian, you're from, you're from back east originally. You're looking at me like, you sick piece of wood. No, I, uh, I agree with you completely. There is nothing, um, truly nothing like waking up Christmas morning and there is snow on the ground. When you went to bed, there wasn't. Yeah. That's only truly happened, you know, a couple of times in my life. Right. And I'm from, you know, Cleveland originally and school out in Boston and then school out here. But um, maybe three or four Christmases out of all of my Christmases um, where you go to bed, no snow, wake up, snow. And it's just like, oh, it's crazy cool, huh? Crazy cool. So, so three or four out of you know all of those Christmases out of twenty nine have been have been weather per twenty nine. I like it. Uh, okay, twenty nine, Brian. <laughs> They've been uh, weather perfect, and all the rest had had challenges or things that you're always going to have it. I mean, even if you when you do have the snow, all right. Well, guess what? If it you know it's been plowed recently, all of a sudden it's black. There's right. black snow, slushy. and you're dealing slushy, and you're yeah. dealing with it. Or somebody slips on the ice trying to get into your house. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And out here, if that happened in California... Lawsuit. Lawsuit. There you go. <laughs> it all be coming down on you. So, yeah, but, you know, that, that, weather, is, that weather is amazing stuff. Quiet and, and peaceful, you know, when the snow's coming down. Um, it's real pleasant. The I best asked, thing, I, have you, when you were up in the mountains, could you, or did you ever have the moment where you could hear the snow? Yes. The big flakes come down, and yeah. you can hear that little tss as yeah. it actually lands on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Magic. It's awesome. No, it's it's just magic. I remember uh, I was on an airplane one time talking to a guy. He was a consultant, and he traveled a lot, and the holidays were coming up. And, you know, we said, well, what are you going to do for the holidays, this or that? And, you know, I was I was saying, well, I'm going to get on the 405 to the 102 to the 22 and go visit family and, you know, in a shirt sleeve. And he said, well, I live in um, North Lake Tahoe. And um, my wife and I, are uh, we have a jacuzzi that sits kind of out on a point. And what we like to do is when the snow comes in, we go out in the jacuzzi with some warm mold wine and we watch the snow come down. And I thought to myself, oh, I want to be your neighbor. <laughs> I want to be your neighbor so bad. Doesn't that just sound like an amazing way to spend the day? Yeah. You know what? Morning? I don't want to be his neighbor. I want to know when he and his wife are not at the house. That's <laughs> what I want. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? Oh, man. I love that clip because it talks about some real practical stuff and then um, kind of moves into this this whole visual of snow falling and hearing the snow falling and it starts to create an image and, uh, you know, a, a couple out in a jacuzzi with some mulled wine looking at the snow coming down on the lake. But, you know, um, I was thinking about this the other day. What's mulled wine? I don't know. Is that spiced wine or something? Uh, I don't know. But the guy said mold wine, so I assume that that's something good. Any kind of wine would be good for me. But what a really nice moment, just a, a thought of pure enjoyment. 
What a nice uh, visual. And that leads me to the second part of what I wanted to talk about today, and that's maximizing your enjoyment during the holiday. Let's get rid of the stress and the crud or minimize it to the extent that we can, but let's maximize the enjoyment. Now, how do you do that? Well, one of the ways that you can do that is follow kind of the outline that we talked about last week about setting up a plan and and what have you. But I think that there are other ways to maximize, internalize, save or reflect um, some of the joy in the holiday season. Now, you know you're going to have some good moments this holiday season. You're going to have some for sure. And some will go, oh, no, I never have any good moments. Yes, you do. Whether it's a good holiday movie or whether it's walking down the street and go, hey, those are pretty good holiday lights. Or walking out at a party and go, hey, it's good to see Herb. I haven't seen him in a while. But you're going to have some good moments. So why not look for them? Why not savor them? Why not save them? Maybe even use or enjoy those moments later. So here's what I want you to do. Look for a good moment. When you have a good moment or a great moment, close your eyes for a second. Not if you're driving, but close your eyes for a second and remember that moment. Remember the smell, remember the temperature, remember the location, remember the colors that you saw, remember the feeling that you had. Maybe it's after a party, maybe it's after a concert, maybe it's after an evening with family and friends, or maybe it's driving up and down the street looking at some some great lights. I don't know, but you're going to have some great moments this holiday season, and I want you to take a moment to close your eyes and experience it, to savor it, to think about it. This will cause you to appreciate the moment, but also remember the feeling. Remember what it's like to savor that moment. Now, last year, we talked about gratitude in episode 144 called the We called it an attitude of gratitude. And two weeks ago, we talked about um, gratitude and partially in our episode 246 that talked about Thanksgiving. But I hope that you will go a little deeper than that and put that memory, put that feeling or the memory of that feeling into your brain to savor it, enjoy it, and maybe even access it later. Better yet, take a short video with the camera. Everyone's got a camera, right? Everyone's got an iPhone or, or Android in their pocket, and they all have cameras. They all take video. They all take really good videos. In fact, I saw that there was a movie that was released in the theaters that was done entirely on iPads and, and iPhones. So everybody's got the ability to, to capture that. And I think video is more emotional than static pictures. You know, if you've looked at the, the iPhone lately, you can hit a setting and it will not give you a static picture, but it'll give you about two seconds before the picture becomes static. Um, so there's a short little video clip and then it freezes. And why did they do that? I think it's because, in part, it creates a visceral, emotional memory. 
and it's always with you. It's always in your pocket. I mean, even if you haven't taken the time to, uh, you know, to, to lock it in in your brain, to anchor it down in your brain, you'll always have it in your phone. Now, looking for a, a pause moment like this is going to cause you to evaluate your time during the holidays. It's going to uh, make you look for the good moments. It's going to cause you to seek out the moments and have something to share. And it may not just be a moment. Maybe it's a couple of moments. Wouldn't that be great at the end of the holiday season? You go, oh, I got five and I'm going to pick one or two, you know? But pausing and savoring in addition to causing you to enjoy the season more, but you're going to save a memory for later in the year. Like... July. So tune in in July because I'm going to talk to you about these holiday moments and maybe we'll savor a few of those come July. I've got some thoughts and ideas about that, so stay tuned. So take the time to enjoy. Take the time to look for a moment or moments. Take the time to anchor them in your mind or to video them. Do several, and then you can revisit them and, and, and enjoy. So, minimize stress. Maximize enjoyment. Try and save a couple of those especially enjoyable moments, either by video or anchoring them in your brain. Those are some things that I want you to think about. I think those are the ways that you can maximize the enjoyment, maximize the meaningfulness of your holiday season. Just a few things to think about. No. Have a great holiday. We'll talk next week. No emails because we're over. This is Dave Hagan. And you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.